Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Hello, everyone, and welcome into the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. I am joined, as always, on Friday mornings by my good buddy, Rich Rebar. We are here to pick our five favorite games against the spread in the NFL. Kind of an interesting week. Uh, I mean, we already got the Chiefs off of the slate. We are starting to get to that point in the season where the market is deciding these are the teams that are good, these are the teams that are bad, and there is a huge spread. I mean, we have a 14-and-a-half-point favorite in the the Buffalo Bills. We have a 13-and-a-half-point favorite with the Dolphins. Uh, Nine-and-a-half points for your San Francisco 49ers. I mean, there are, there are some very bad NFL teams this season. Like, I, I, we were talking a little bit before the show about, you know, who's going to get the number one overall pick, and there are a lot of teams drawn live for that number one overall pick right now. Yeah, and I mean, realistically, I mean, how many teams would you even say are drawing live to win the Super Bowl? Like, um, Kansas City, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Miami, May, May, Buffalo, Buffalo for sure. Cincinnati, maybe if they get out of that division. I, I mean, I don't know. I have a hard time selling myself on that one. Yeah, I mean, for for the NFC, I feel like it's really just San Francisco and Philadelphia, though. Like, I don't really, I just can't, I can't see Dallas doing it. Because we were talking, I saw it with my son, where you know we're watching the baseball playoffs, and like baseball might be the, like the last remaining sport where like the playoffs actually like are just like wide open every year. Like, if you just get in the playoffs in baseball, like you're drawing live to potentially win the whole thing, and I don't think that really exists in any other sport anymore. <laughs> uh hockey right i mean i guess i don't pay attention yeah. to hockey that I, yeah, close I guess, but yeah, I, don't, I don't i don't follow hockey as closely because i never grew up with it but sure yeah, yeah. um yeah I'm, I'm i think i think hockey is sort of like I, the one seeds do pretty well generally but i think i mean just a seven game playoff series can can really be swung but i mean four years ago the blues fired their coach they were the worst team in the league and they ended up winning the stanley cup in in 2019 maybe 2020 i, I don't remember which year but one of the years that happened anyway with it being just like a you know single game single elimination there would be a lot more variance but it actually really isn't the case no no it's it's not it's not the case uh it's not the case at all all right we are here to pick some games in the national football league with all these crappy teams where are you going first? What's your number five? Uh, my five, I'm going to take uh, the Vikings. Uh, and this is literally just because, like, I don't know if the market yeah, the... will ever be, like, this high on the Bears again. 
yeah that's that so this was this was this was my number four minnesota was i mean yeah and it's it's a you know obviously them losing dustin jefferson and it being like on the road and a division game like it's it's one of those things like i'll, I'll keep it down here in this area but it's literally just a bet against like the this bears this is like the highest the bears will ever be valued probably so uh i'm just gonna go against that that is that was my thinking as well it was really basically is. it was basically just so the large resume we have of Justin Fields is that he's a, an exciting player. He he makes electric things happen. He's actually like a pretty decent deep passer, but he, I mean, actually, uh, God, I can't believe I'm invoking this, but very similar to Zach Wilson, his processing time is just a bit slow. Some of the sacks he takes should never turn into sacks, and and he just doesn't see things that the defense is doing. Like and the Vikings defense, yeah, it's terrible, but they're gonna blitz him. I mean, that has been their big adjustment to to their shitty personnel has been to just blitz the daylights out of opposing quarterbacks. And I mean, you would know this better than I would. You you probably have a bunch of stats to pull on this, but my assumption would be is that Justin Fields has got to be one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL passing against the blitz. He's actually he's actually great at it. Really? Because well, I shit. In my, I don't know, my my theory is because actually teams actually stop blitzing him. I wrote about this in like week two when they played the Bucks about like Todd Bowles like not blitzing him. Sure. Um, and I my theory is is because like when he blitz like he just plays like it's just reactionary, and like like you oh, said like, that that actually makes sense. Yeah. And like you said like when he de- he gets like into Zach Wilson was like when he actually actually has to process like he's he's bad. Like, you know, like, yes, like, as the play is developing, but like when you blitz, like, you know, he just like, he sees the, he can diagnose the blitz and knows where to go with the one just goes with it. Uh, I don't know if there's any truth to that, but like, he actually is low key, like pretty good uh, against the blitz. Even this year, uh, he's averaging 8.3 yards per pass attempt, four touchdowns, one interception when blitz uh, and for his career, he has a seven, uh, four, 7.4% touchdown rate against the blitz as opposed to 3.6% when not blitz. Uh, it's so kind of interesting, but yeah, I, I mean, I think when you look at the Vikings though, in general, like they went all the regression has hit that we thought was going to hit. Like they've gone yes. from being the worst, best team to being probably the best, the best team. worst team. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> this year. And that's kind of like how it works, man. It, it swings and oscillates, but they've been like, if you look at the Vikings though, they've been still like doing like playing like relatively like, okay. Football. Like they, hung around at the Eagles. They just like fumble Chargers. every game. You know, yeah. they just they just fumble every game. <laughs> like you said early on, like we both had the Chiefs and they and they ended up covering last week. Like they were still drawing live in that game towards the end of the game. And like I said, to me it's just a bet against like the the like this Bears team still so I'm pretty confident isn't good. So <laughs> if the if the market They also I mean they're they're deep their defense is terrible. They're going to be down to I mean it's we're doing this on Friday morning but it seems like they are going to be down to just Dante Foreman as their running back. Uh Dante Foreman and I think they claimed Darrington Evans off the Dolphins practice mm-hmm. squad, but Homer and, and Roshan are not going to play. This is a team that like needs to run the ball effectively because I, I just I don't think most teams are gonna leave DJ Moore completely uncovered the way the commanders decided to, but I guess I guess you never know. But uh yeah, this was this was my number four. My number five, I if this was like six or six and a half, it would it would probably be higher. But I have the Los Angeles Rams minus seven at home to the Arizona Cardinals. I get it. Fun story. 
Josh Dobbs made himself some good money. There are there are some laundry bros for the Arizona Cardinals that are convinced that Joshua Dobbs is is their organization's answer at quarterback. Um, but the Rams are like a pretty good team. They've hung not I guess not a good team, but they have hung with some decent teams. Um, you know, like they like they have Cooper Cup back. They I mean they they did not get decimated by the Philadelphia Eagles. They uh, I mean, they absolutely smoked the Seahawks, who I think are a pretty decent team. They lost by a touchdown to San Francisco. They beat the Bengals. They beat the Colts. Like they're they're not, you know, they're not winning the Super Bowl. This isn't. They're not. They're not running back that season. But they're they're fine. And I don't think the Cardinals are fine at all. I think the Cardinals are a pretty bad team. Yeah, yeah. One of my uh, one of my takes come into the season was that I thought the Rams are going to be just like a lot not like good but like a lot just competent just like yeah like they weren't going to be the dumpster fire they were last year like it was going to be like the bar was set so low that i think yes. people thought they were just like one of the worst rosters in the league they had this young defense but the defense actually has been surprisingly okay uh they just sit back they play a lot of mcveigh is a good coach mcveigh is yeah. a good coach he's got that yeah well mcveigh is like a really good coach for like the 95 percentile stuff that like is like great and then like the the five percent he does bad like really shows up he's really he's, bad yeah he's prevented a couple super bowls shanahan's like this too like shanahan's like an absolute savant right like kyle oh, shanahan's amazing although like, shanahan's <laughs> been figuring out the fourth down stuff they've, they've yeah. been they've been pretty aggressive in those spots we'll see. so we'll, we'll, we'll see, see we'll happens. see that's the thing is we'll see we'll see about that I, right i still think shanahan's cost them at least one super bowl maybe 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 at least two but like you know, but McVeigh's in that same boat. Like they do everything so amazing. You're like, this is this is a whiz kid, and they just have like this one flaw, right? Um, but yeah, that was basically my theory coming in. Was like I thought the Rams were going to be a lot better on offense than like people were assuming they were going to be, uh, which is funny because everyone's still just drafting Cooper Cup. But you know, now we now we've got Puka cooking. Um, Stafford's back and play. Stafford's played really well this year. Um, so yeah, he, he's I mean, played very is, well. And the Cardinals are who we thought would have thought they were. What a great value that uh, we were catching on the Bengals last week. Um, and it, I was that, yeah, that was a good that was a good spot for us. We we were pretty good. We were pretty good last week. We 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 were we were on the ball. Um, all right, so I did my number four. My number that was my number five. My number four is the Vikings. What is your number four? My four is the Eagles. Um, and it's just another thing where I, like you know uh, the. This one, you can get it It open at six and a half. You can still get it as long as you can get it at seven and under. I'm still pretty confident in it um, just because, again, like the Zach Wilson experience is still what we kind of thought it was like there. There was a lot of hand holding last week. You're happy that he's got like a moderate completion rate. But against this the, against a team that was just been a travesty defensively, like one of the worst defenses in NFL history to that point in the season. Uh, this Eagles team is still really good. They, the Jets kind of suck against mobile quarterbacks, like going back to last year, like they give up a lot of rushing. So it's like the Eagles, if they just don't beat themselves here, uh, I definitely don't think the, uh, the Jets can hang around. Um, so this one was not on my list. I don't even really have a good reason why. I guess it's that the Eagles passing game is not clicking as much as it was. I mean, Hertz is, uh, it's coming. No, the last it's coming. it's coming. Yeah. It's, it's getting there. 10, uh, Hertz is 10th in EPOA plus CPOE composite. I mean, really, I don't, I don't think I have a good logical reason why this one is not on my list. Uh, I guess seven points. I don't know. Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall, you know, they're going to give up at least one 68 yard touchdown to Brees Hall for sure. 
feels like Brees Hall is just going to do that. Like, I feel like if the Jets can't run the football like they were able to last week, like then you start to see like all the foundation like fall apart. And that's what I think is going to struggle here. The Eagles have been so good against the run so far to start the year that if they just can't run the football and we force that. Yeah, I guess I guess their their past defense has sort of been the Achilles heel and and you're not really trusting. Not really trusting Zach Wilson moved, to take advantage of that. Of the, I think you can't get seven some spots now as opposed to six and a half. But yeah. Yeah, I I mean I I got I got I got no issue with that. You All have right, my takes on the uh, the brotherly shove or the tush push. Uh, do you even care? Oh, I mean I don't really care. I think it's just classic, uh, boomer crying though because every other team tries to do it. I mean, have you seen some of these college football teams try and do it? Everyone's trying it. Guess what? If you don't have a quarterback that can squat 600 pounds and you don't have one of the greatest centers to ever play the game who can coordinate everything and can be the point of attack. You are not going to have the success that the Philadelphia Eagles have. I mean, I do feel like Jalen Hurts's role in all of this has been really diminished because people are like, Oh, it's, it's cheating. It's too easy. Well, if it was too easy, then why don't other teams do it? They try it. And they, the, the, the Raiders have tried it. Um, I think the Vikings tried it. Last I, I, a lot of these teams have tried it. I, I probably ten different teams tried it in college football last week. I don't think one team was able to convert it. Chiefs tried it with a the, yeah, snapper. The, 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 oh my god, I can't even. The Chiefs are. I Andy Reid. I this is my theory. My theory is that Andy is bored by having Patrick Mahomes. That actually just like when he goes to set up his offense for the week, he's like, well, yeah, I guess we could just have Pat, you know, throw for 300 yards and just nice and easy. And it is what it is. Like, I, I just think that is too boring for him. And uh, there, there is un, unmistakably, there is psychic damage in that organization from when he hurt his knee doing the sneak against the Broncos like three years ago. They have not called a quarterback sneak since Pat hurt his knee doing that. And they won't. My, my guess right. is Mahomes will never do it again in his career. And so they'll do the the Blake Bell, the Noah Gray, the Kelsey Wild. They'll just keep doing all that shit. Um, what they should do is they should get uh, they should just have a, a, a quarterback come. I mean, they should have Blaine Gabbert come in and do it, you know, or he's not their backup, is he? They ha- you know, what's funny is they have a dude that ran in college. Um, Jane. No, Ola Dukin, but he's never like on the he's like still on the practice spot, right? Oh yeah. No, he I think he's been active a couple times. But he was like a runner in college. Like they should just have him do it. Just come in for the one player. Just get Jacoby Brissett. Just have I mean, I was gonna say, I was gonna say the Dolphins did that a couple times. They Dude, where they Phillip would have Rivers would never QB sneak. Philip Rivers like would refuse the QB sneak and the Colts that year would just bring in uh Jacoby Brissett and he would just sneak it every time. Yeah, well, the Dolphins did it. I remember the Dolphins doing it one time, and they ran a, a play fake. So they brought they subbed Brissett in. They faked like they were going to do it, and and Brissett threw to like a wide open tight end who got like forty yards or something. Uh, did you see the Chiefs did this? I mean, we're kind of off topic here, but the Chiefs did a play last. Well, they they didn't run a play. It was fourth and short against the Vikings, and they had Noah Gray under center, but Mahomes was on the field, and Mahomes was walking off. Like he was going to go play wide receiver and they were like, maybe we'll get them to jump. And then they ended up calling timeout. But I do, he, I, I wonder, I wonder if they do just run the quarterback sneak, Andy, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. It'll, it'll be okay. Uh, all right. My number three, uh, because it's a huge number, but is the San Francisco 49ers minus nine and a half points against the Cleveland Browns with PJ Walker I starting at quarterback. It, it opens, man. 
Yeah, I mean, no disrespect. Actually, a lot of disrespect intended to the Cleveland Browns. Like, uh, just a joke. I mean, you know, they they and this is what they get for playing in this dust ball outdoor stadium next to a fucking lake in in Ohio easy, every game. Easy. <laughs> I mean, put a dome on it. Nothing wrong with Ohio. I have nothing. I have nothing against Ohio. But if you were getting paid two hundred sixty million dollars for a quarterback who played his entire career in a dome on turf, and then you you try and trans and you 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 know you trade for Amari Cooper, you you trade for Elijah Moore, you pay David and Joku, and then what are you gonna do? It's it's October in Ohio, and you're next to a lake. You're just you're it's you're it, you it, it it makes no sense. Now Watson's not even playing in this game. All, there's some reporting about that that's kind of interesting that he's been medically cleared but just doesn't want to play. Which, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's all it's all bad there. Basically, vibes for vibes. the Cleveland Browns. Bad. The vibes on the Cleveland Browns are are F minus. Does not seem like anyone is particularly happy with the Kevin Stefanski Deshaun Watson marriage. Whereas this has got to be the highest the vibes have ever been in the San Francisco 49ers camp since Shanahan has been the head coach. Can you think of a time? I, I don't even think any time in the no. Jimmy era the vibes were this good. And no. the 49ers can score against anyone. It's like what the the Browns have allowed, like 3.2 yards per play on offense or anything. But, but we just don't even know the, like where the Browns actually lie in the right. spectrum because they've only have a they've only had a four-game sample, and the one quarterback that they face that is competent. Lamar Jackson had completed almost 80% of his passes and nine. I don't think I don't think though. DTR got over midfield until the second half of that game. But I mean the Browns defense we know like inherently is good. Like there's a lot of talent on it. But like one for this in particular matchup, we don't really care because we just saw the 49ers go up and down the field on the Cowboys. Maybe there's some weather stuff that like in a combination with the defense, but we still know where the Browns like still lie because when you open the season and the, the rain game against Burrow and then Burrow sucks for the next month anyways, right? Uh, Kenny Pickett and then Ryan Tannehill, like we still didn't have a gauge on like what they were. And then they faced the Ravens and Lamar was good that game. Uh, good and you know like it wasn't like Lamar set the world on fire, but again he was efficient. They didn't have to do anything because of DTR. Like this is is that just another situation here at Philip Walker? That's, where, I mean, that's, that's why I'm on it is I just don't think the Browns are going to be able to move the ball in any way. And the 49ers will be able to get their 28 points or whatever. And the 49ers are, or the Browns are not getting to 20 in this spot. Yeah. I mean, I bet this, the second it opened, even thinking Deshaun Watson was going to play, that was going to be value. Uh, and now it is. So obviously the, you're getting the worst of it right now. I think it's nine and a half now. It is. Yeah. It's nine and a half now. I mean, I, mean, I don't care. Opened at four and a half. Yeah, I, I, I That's mean, where, you know, obviously people thought uh, your book stopped. Nothing was going on, Watson. You know, coming out of the bye, I think everyone thought he was just going to play. He was going to play. Yeah, I mean, I, I would be, I would be shocked if the Browns scored two offensive touchdowns. Their team PJ. total is now fourteen and a half. Right, yeah, I bet, right I bet now. the under. I bet the under on that. <laughs> that, that feels, that feels like a, a big number for them to get to. Uh, all right. Wait, did you do your three already? Yeah, it was the it was the Eagles. It was the Eagles. Um, all right. What is your number two? Uh, no, it's the Eagles are my four. Oh shit! Uh, so I skipped you. My bad. Yeah, that's all right. My three is kind of gross, but uh, it's just the, it's just the Falcons at home. Uh, you know, we you've probably heard the stat: Ritter's never lost at home. Uh. So it's just one of these spots where against this commander's team, if you can just control the football, like Sam Howell 
God bless his soul. Like the most hair on fire quarterback we could have. Like he's he's our new like Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? Like, yes. Just, like kind of in that same mold. Like the dude is gonna throw interceptions. He's gonna take just a, a shitload of sacks. Put himself so in many a sacks, spot, and then he's gonna throw for three hundred fifty yards. Like <laughs> it's just incredible. But this is a game where you know again under a field goal at home, the Falcons can just control, not make mistakes, and it's a spot where Ritter probably isn't gonna have to be asked to do a lot of lifting and he's coming off of the best game he's probably played in his career so it's just on principle of like sam howell's going to give me a few the this is a matchup against this commander's defense where the falcons should be able to just kind of stay on script um and just gotta i just gotta win by a field goal ritter was legit good in the second half against the texans and and don't look now how pitts leading the team in targets i mean Imagine, imagine a world where Kyle Pitts is getting eight targets a game. That is, that is the future that I want to live in with a competent Desmond Ritter making some good throws. This one wasn't on my list just because I am ideologically opposed to supporting <laughs> Arthur Smith and his war on fantasy points. But yeah, I've got, I've got no issue with it. I would they're never throwing, be. Too... Man, they're throwing a little bit they, this year. They are, yeah. They're and I would, I just would never take the Commanders in this spot. Really, the um one thing to watch, and Ray brought this up too is that uh you know obviously we still have a very small sample of Ritter we probably think he's he's not going to be good big picture but he might be one of these guys we look at just early on and try to take advantage of when the Falcons are at home versus we're on the we're on the road like he just might be one of these weird weird dudes where it's like in the conditions he's been he's actually been solid in all the home games he has been I mean my my issue with Ritter is the same thing I have with all of these quarterbacks that are kind of in that tier of guy which is just that yeah, he can execute. He can execute the offense. He can roll around a little bit, but like the decision making is going to be suboptimal, and he just is going to miss some throws. I mean, there was that highlight going around of like the potential eighty-yard Pitts touchdown where he just sails it, like you know. And that happens. It doesn't mean he's a bad quarterback. I I don't think he's very good. I, he might be better no. than. I might like be better. You know what's funny is that Sam Howell and Daniel Jones are really keeping uh, us from talking about the fact that Justin Fields has been dropped on 12% of his dropbacks again for for the the fourth straight year because Daniel Jones has got a 15% sack rate and Sam Howell's got a 13% sack rate. I mean, it's unbelievable, these guys. Like, when you watch Mahomes avoid these sacks and then you watch these guys take sacks, you're just like, they're like playing a different sport almost. Like, you know, it's just great, like... Mahomes gets puts himself into these spots to get pressure all the time and just always finds a way out of it. I mean, obviously he's like one of the greatest ever plays, so it's not a fair one to one comparison, mm-hmm. but it is it is absolutely nuts. Um, it's, it's just yeah, the, I mean Mahomes like when you look at his like actual sack rate versus pressures, and then you compare that to like other quarterbacks and like even like the league stuff. Like it's so wild when you see how many like points he saves like in those situations it's it's absolutely unreal like no quarterback gets sacked less on pressures than Patrick Mahomes he's been sacked six times the whole goddamn year in six games so on pressure so far this is including last night he's only been sacked on 8.1 percent of times he's pressured uh the league rate is 21 percent so like he's three times better than the league rate obviously that's the best in the NFL uh daniel jones 36.4 percent uh sam howell 35.8 percent uh and then you've got ryan Tannehill. fields is still like he's 25th this year 
um but he's still b- below the the base rate uh and then but like that's always been a bugaboo of him like but like yeah these guys because that's where it shows up because that's when you see like people are like well the giants offensive line is shit and yeah it is it is bad pressures are an offensive line stat but sacks are a quarterback stat and those two guys Mahomes, Mahomes <laughs> got sacked three times in that Super Bowl where the Buccaneers were just like in the backfield immediately people people have a memory of that game of Mahomes taking a bazillion sacks but he didn't he took three in a game where he was missing three of his that's, starting that's offensive linemen. That's honestly low-key one of the best quarterback performances that will never get talked about. Being no one will ever care. Yeah. Because, like, statistically it was great. That pass he threw to, to Daryl uh, Williams. To Daryl Williams still is, like, the, where he's, like, he's, like, actually He's perpendicular still, yes, to the ground. Literally, like, sideways, like a superhero, and he just, like, flicks the ball 35 yards and hits the dude in the head. In the it, hands. It, Hit him like hits him in the face. He threw another pass earlier in that game under pressure to Tyreek that Tyreek dropped that could have been a touchdown. Um, that game will probably be never we talked about great quarterback performances because it just statistically wasn't. But like, man, holy shit, that was a great like Herculean individual effort that game. Well, I don't ever want to talk about that game because twenty years from now, when Pat's about ready to t- to to hang him up, people will say, "Well, he can't be the goat because he lost to Brady in the Super Bowl." So I I want I want that game to be forgotten forever. You know. But, uh, I mean, Andy Reid's kid did kill someone like 72 hours before kickoff. So that, uh, that's always, that's always a little bit of an element going, uh, going into that game. Anyway, what's your number two? Uh, what do we do? Do we do your three? Didn't we? We just, we, I, cause I skipped you. My, my three, my three was, uh, the, the 49ers minus nine and a half. Yeah. My one was the 49ers. Uh, my two is the Ravens. Um, and I actually this is also my two. I think there's a better bet to make on Ravens. I think Ravens team total probably the better bet here. But uh, yeah, just Titans and Titans are are not good. It's uh, also the weird travel stuff. So the Ravens have been in London since Monday, and like the Titans just got over there yesterday. Teams, you know, teams do this all the time, and and teams uh like depending on which team it is and their their theory on it, they do it differently. Some teams try and spend as much time there as possible, and then some teams like to try and get in as late as possible. And I guess they probably what they do is they just have their dudes stay on their American sleep schedule the entire time, and and never uh never waver off. So maybe maybe it makes you worse for the London game, but it's better for you when you get back. Like how hungover are the Jaguars going to be when they get back here? You know, they, they spent, they spent 20 days in London. They're going to be, they're going to be all messed up when they get back here. But I almost put the Colts on here too. Uh, Let's think about it, but I just didn't, didn't take it. Uh, But the the Titans have led for their 24th in the league in in rate of snaps led the Ravens absolutely pissed the game away last week. Like, and obviously they, they lost uh, only one. I think you, we lost on the show and I obviously bet, I bet it anyways. Um, I think they lost. I think I saw they lost fifteen point five EPA on drops because one of them was in the end zone and another one turned into an interception. Like it, it was like it was like one of the worst performances from. They, they also had, they went for a weird fourth down right before halftime, where like even if they got it, they were only going to have like eighteen seconds left on the clock, and like I yeah. like, like it was just a real weird decision. Because I mean, you know, more or less, you and I are going to be team go for it if we can, but. In that situation, it was like even if you get the first down, like you had such limited, you had such limited time available that it was just like, well, what, what are we really doing, like guys, like you know, uh, yeah. So like it was, it was a fourth and two with twenty-one seconds left, and they were in the Pittsburgh twenty-three. So like even if you get the first down, like you got, so you've got sub twenty seconds to still score a touchdown. 
like just very weird situation that you cost themselves points for the half. Uh, they had a strip sack later. They give the fourth down. They get to the George Pickens play. Like there's just a lot that like snowballed in that game to where like the Ravens absolutely gave that game away. Um, so I'll just take that as as kind of anomaly. Hopefully it doesn't pop up. But I mean, you tried to talk me into it, but I'm just gonna fade the Titans kind of as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, I was on. I I've been I've been against the Titans uh, a huge chunk this year. Feels good to be. I mean, Tannehill just can't play really. You know, they keep doing these flea flickers, and Derrick Henry is throwing the ball like they just think they, they don't have a quarterback. Derrick Henry is not breaking tackles at the same clip. The Ravens. I I mean, I will. Lamar will probably retire and I'll still be saying like, oh, we just, you know, if they just got him some good wide receivers. He'll figure it out. Like I, I think Lamar is very good. Um, He's been playing excellent this season for in particular. He's been yes. really good to open this season. We and people are talked I, about what he did against the Browns a couple weeks ago. People are just mad. I think in a way because uh, flowers hasn't like really broken out yet. And, and Bateman is, you know, already cuttable. So like people are, are mad about that. And Odell has this ankle injury, but like the Ravens, the Ravens are going to be fine. And I mean, obviously they're down to like their ninth string running back, like Kenyon Drake is being involved because that's just always what ends up happening with the Ravens. They got to have like the worst strength and conditioning staff in the NFL. All of this is to say, though, my number one, not on your list at all. Just just uh, not not on your list. What do you what do you think it is? Um, I bet them I bet them each of the last two weeks, one of them against the Titans. One against uh, the Bengals? No, the Houston Texans, home dogs to the New Orleans Saints. C.J. Stroud, I I am already putting C.J. Stroud in the you can't make him a home dog to to a mediocre team category. I like he got so had they managed the clock a little bit better, that would have already been like the capital. Like the the C.J. Stroud has arrived game. They march down the field. He makes a couple clutch plays. Damian Pierce was really good on that final drive against the Falcons, but they just left a little bit too much time. Uh, you know, I mean, chalk that up to just like the whole organization not really being there as winners yet, you know, like Stroud, not really in that position yet. The coaching staff, not really in that position yet. Like five years from now, that'll become very routine to all of them, but they're they're just not there yet in terms of being like, well, we probably shouldn't give, you know, 90 seconds for this team to go and get a field goal against us. But and I don't even really even mean that much disrespect to the Saints here. Carr looks healthier from that AC joint thing. The defense is good or whatever. But this is just purely a spot play where I'm saying if you're going to be favored against CJ Stroud at at hit, you know at home or whatever, you got to be a top tier team. You got to be a top ten team, I think. And I do not think the New Orleans Saints are there. Stroud, Stroud is fucking balling dude it's i mean awesome. he just he's, he's awesome yeah I'm, it's great to see so you know break the stigma too of the ohio state quarterback very true yeah oh god that's very true um yeah i mean i i just i really could not be more impressed what he's doing throwing to dalton schultz and robert woods and noah brown and i mean look i like tank dell as a prospect but i didn't think he was going to be this good like i didn't think he would immediately be like a guy who gets open from the slot all the time he was a five-year prospect of the university of houston like it's not like he got jackson smith and jigba in there or whatever um and the defense i mean the texans defense is not great but certain D'Amico ryan's has them coached up to the point that they're it, it is a crazy year over year result from the texans to go from like literally 
an unwatchable slog with a terrible defense can't do anything on offense to what they're doing this year like you gotta you really you think you do have to give it to D'Amico Ryan seems like a good coach their pass defense was pretty solid last year uh just the run defense was abysmal they've been just better on that side of the ball but it really all just comes down to you know Stroud man and this offensive line is the other thing too is like they've literally been missing four like starting offensive linemen every week uh, so once this team, like they're definitely on the right trajectory. Um, obviously I wouldn't have made the trade either, but Willie Anderson's been awesome too. Like we've obviously dunked like from a value stance, it was just a, well, a it's, bad trade. I mean, it's still a bad trade. It's, 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 it's a bad it's, trade. It's still a bad trade. So right now, uh, let's, let's pull up the tankathon. Uh, right now that pick that they gave up is the ninth overall pick in, in the draft. Right. That's, and that's going to be. Yeah, I mean that could be Brock Bowers, that could be Marvin Harrison Jr. Like it's gonna it's gonna be a really good impactful player that could have helped them a lot. Well, I just think from a value stance, like because it'll still be even you say one nine, like because Will Anderson, you'll say like that's worth the ninth pick next year, but like Will Anderson, the player, has been excellent. <laughs> sure, sure. Yes, he has been. Um, and good on them, you know. I I I I I mean you and I agree on this but like it's just good to have more competent NFL teams like taking a team yes. that was 0% competent too, all the time when people are like oh you don't like this player I'm like dude I want good fantasy I want players. him I want to succeed good fantasy players as possible because obviously you and I play DFS like a lot you know I want Jordan Love to be good I yeah, want, want Desmond Ritter to be good. good I want them all to be good I wish yes. Zach Wilson was good yeah I don't want Garrett Wilson to be amazing <laughs> You think I don't want you think I don't want Brees Hall to just be, you know, finishing off drives for a team that scores 24 and a half points per game? Like I would love that. You don't think I would love to confidently believe that Christian Watson could catch 40 yard bombs every week? What all you don't think you don't, you don't think I would love to see uh, you know, the Carolina Panthers just like uh reinventing LaVisca Chenault's career? I would love it. I, man, Bryce Young. I don't know. I don't know about I don't know about young Bryce. Bryce might not not a lot of confidence. Confidence is much. Uh, my confidence intervals on Bryce Young uh, being really good are are diminishing with every single game. I try to keep it separate because I had Stroud one, but I try to keep the pro Stroud stuff not turn into anti Bryce stuff. Right, like I try to keep it separate because I feel like that's just the thing is where everyone just points and laughs. But like I, you know, Stroud, I man, uh, Stroud is the goods, man. Yeah, I mean, I had, I had. Bryce won just because like I'm not a big prospect guy like uh, uh for quarterbacks for wide receivers I will be but for quarterbacks it's just hard for me to make those I got calls Stroud in two super flex leagues at 105 it feels so fucking good now here's here's a good one if we redrafted today where does Richardson go because Richardson's already what? you think man I think I think I think Stroud goes one oh you know real life or fantasy both both things what what are know, what's Stroud your opinion goes on both one things? real life richardson goes 101 in fantasy see i i think i wonder if the bigger adjustment from the market would be to move stroud all the way up and to still be a little bit hesitant on richardson because you know now the floor case of him not being an nfl quality passer doesn't seem there like it actually seems like he's better than the market thought he would be as a passer but he's already missed about he's already hurt you know the 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 thought of yeah, these running I mean, quarterbacks I'm more agnostic hurt. on that side like a, just like dudes had some shitty luck man like <laughs> true what are you gonna do uh so i'm more agnostic on that side to me i we like i like you said like i seen him be more competent like right out right away and that just gives me more confidence in his ceiling 
and yes. what we were getting on. I mean, he he had more fantasy points for snap than any quarterback in the NFL, like way more than Josh Allen. So like, I feel even from a fan side, I feel more confident. Whereas like still Stroud, as great as the story's been that we've talked about for fantasy purposes, like he still might only be like a back end QB one for like high QB two. Like that still might be his thing. It's just, it's just that you feel confident that you just got 10 years of a starting quarterback yes. is, is yes. the difference. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But like, but as, but like, as far as like from a fantasy perspective, like Stroud still might not be like a guy that wins you a lot on his own. Correct. Yeah. I think that, I think that is true. I feel like that's um, where like, like, I feel like he's very similar in regard to maybe like a step below like Trevor Lawrence. Right. Like, cause Trevor Lawrence is like the like, you know, you're got like, he's going to have like the, the, the 15 year career. But like, is Trevor Lawrence ever going to be like a top six quarterback in fantasy football? Like, probably not. So like, you just have like a run out of like, just knowing what you have. Yeah, I think that is, I think that is accurate. Uh, what are you doing in DFS this week? What's, uh, what's the angle? Goes third out of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No disrespect intended. Uh, I'm I'm hoping that Mike Evans doesn't play so I can jam in my guy Trey Palmer. I'm I I'm a I am a big Trey Palmer guy. Dude, I want. I mean, well, DraftKings has had uh, what's his name Godwin like priced high all year, but like he's super cheap on Fanduel. Uh, when Evans left the ga- that game two weeks ago, people because they had to buy. Uh, Godwin ran 18 pass routes and had seven targets. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, I'll let people chase, chase those guys. I do love Trey Palmer's prospect though, but I would love to play Godwin as a yeah. good value. I'm with uh, that. No one will want to play him at that price probably either. Cause DraftKings has a price in like a real weird spot. And then people would just be like, he's not a fan duel type of guy, but he's actually not playing in the slot at all this year either. Really? Um, would you, would you just eat the stone chalk on Donta Foreman if Roshan and, uh, and I was gonna ask you that when Homer you don't play the game? I think. Probably with the way this slate lines up, because even in my placeholder, like I was kind of using De Mercado just because he gets me to the guys I want, the other guys I want. Sure. I mean, I, I, I think it's this is a week where running back doesn't, and I could I could eat these words, definitely look at it in hindsight, but I feel like this is a week where running back doesn't bury you. No, like, it's Bijan. Bijan is the only one above. Bijan and Jacobs are above 7,000. And that's it. And then McCaffrey at 9,500. Because I actually but, yeah. feel like this is a week where CMC doesn't like body bag us. Uh, no, he gets 25 or whatever, probably. So I feel like all right with it, like being able to get the receivers that I want to get to um, and jam them in. It depends on what site, you know, you're, you're playing at. Um, obviously, you're going to see Calvin Ridley be really popular, I think. Uh, Puka Nakua, like his splits versus zone. And man, like it happened again last week when Cup came back. So, like, I want to be able to get to him. Uh, even last week, you know, uh, target on 32% of his routes against zone, only 18% against man. That's, like, been tried and true all year. We got the this passive Arizona defense. So, I want to be able to get him. Stafford doubles look pretty interesting. You can play Kyron in, in tournaments. This this Kyron Williams thing is is absolutely tilting me as a fantasy analyst because he's so bad and it, it doesn't so bad Because <laughs> he gets so many touches. But, yeah, I mean – I want to Zach play Evans, baby. Week. Zach Evans was active last week. He's coming. I I actually unironically believe that. I think that Kyron, it was a nice story. Ronnie Rivers' snaps have scaled up, but Ronnie Rivers stinks. So I He's do not I touching actually, the ball though. Like the no. thing is like they're just like, well, Kyron will get you off the field for a little bit. We're not gonna give this guy the football though. <laughs> right. But eventually 
I mean, especially if they keep winning these games, right? Like not winning, but like if they're like drawing live to a playoff spot in like week 12, I think I think we see a little bit more of Evans. That is uh it's a deep league stash for all of you uh for all of you uh listeners there at home. I'm just waiting um, to see some of the weather stuff, right? Like we don't really know. Obviously, it's like our first like kind of like wait and see weather week. Last night ended up being fine uh in terms of weather um so like chicago cleveland are spots that you know especially because the chicago game right because there's like a lot of that game could be outright fun for fantasy uh obviously you've got the fields like the dj Moore factor like where he's priced uh the then deontay Foreman, he probably can play with whatever and you got the viking side the removal of justin jefferson uh you know a lot of people will probably want to play addison um but if addison ends up being like kind of chalk at where he's priced like he, he, even... he will be super chalk i think but is he even going to be good chalk? I mean, the Bears. The Bears' defense is awful. He can't be can't be bad chalk. But for think. Jordan Addison, where it'd be one thing if like Jordan Addison was like four five on DraftKings, though, right? Or like super like he's been kind of like priced in like that nebulous price zone too. Like he's priced yes. around like good wide receivers, and like so like that's why that's my question of like does he end up being good chalk? Because like I can see a lot of guys in his area still like really competing with him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Brandon Powell, 3K, six for targets be, after Justin be, Jefferson got hurt. And we're, we're recording this Thursday or Friday morning. Jesus, I think it's Thursday. But for him to be the highest owned wide receiver on the slate and like he's not like a clear like salary saving guy, like feels kind of fragile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, like, even I, if he has because he's five seven on DraftKings and what is he on? What is he on FanDuel? He's six seven on FanDuel. like what if he has just like six for 80 right like a solid game like that then the, then it's it's not moving the needle because like if you give if you have six for 80 like say let's say josh downs has six for 80 right at four one that's like a lot bigger deal. I, I mean downs is downs is probably my favorite wide receiver play of the week other than palmer if evans misses I mean, I, I'm not saying like you have to outright fade Addison. I'm not gonna outright fade him, but like, yeah, it. I mean, for him, I would, be, I would want to correlate him with game stuff. I'd want to play him with DJ Moore. I'd want to play him with Foreman or Roshan. I'd want to play him with Fields, even you know, just kind of a, a, like two bad defenses and the teams just get there. But yeah, I mean, weather also is gonna impact that stuff. Also, Addison has an ankle injury, so you gotta you gotta keep an eye on that too. I mean, he's projected to be the highest owned guy on DraftKings and the second highest owned wide receiver on Vandal. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It'd be uh, different, like I said, if it was just a cheap, if it was like we had one of these spots where, like, I don't know, like a couple weeks ago, where you're just like, screw it, I'm gonna play Jerome Ford because he's five k, right? right? Like, exactly. Whatever. Yeah. Uh, do you, you know, football gods take the wheel? But like, man, his price is kind of in a weird spot for him to have like that kind of locked in, like confidence yeah all right man know, yeah running back probably spot where we just try to figure it out this week tell the people what they can listen to what they can look for on sharp football this week yeah yeah sharpfootballanalysis.com we're breaking down all the games uh you know read the worksheet we're mounting data and stuff so like i feel last week i felt as confident as i did in a slate and i had my by far my best 
betting day and DFS day last week. So hopefully now that we're like getting into the throes of the seasons, uh, like, you know, stuff like the worksheet just becomes. More so that natural. was that, that was the week before for me where Devin a chain was going to be like 5% owned. And I was like, I'm going to be rich. And then I, I did not have a good week last week, but you know, well, last we persevered. Week too, like everyone just talked themselves out of him. Like I was surprised when we got to Sunday and like the, his ownership, I was like, like, what are we like? It's just overthinking spot for a lot of, yeah. a lot of gamers. Uh, and I think that's why I ended up hitting. I was like, yeah, I was like, cause people were like talking all week about like the not playing him. Um, dude, what a, what a bad week for the football gods last week. Justin, Je- I, I mean, I've got multiple Anthony teams Richardson, with Jefferson and a chain and Justin Jefferson just nuked, just nuked. It's horrible. It's horrible. What are you doing in FFPC with those guys? You cannot drop. You cannot drop a Chan or Jefferson. I think Richardson is a drop. Connor, I think, is a drop because you know, like, because we're one, week six. Yeah, the thing is, is that a Chan is going to be immediately a guy you're starting. Jefferson's going to be immediately a guy you're starting upon return, and maybe those would be famous last words. And a Chan will, you know, we'll work him back. Whatever, I don't care. But like Connor where he was drafted and his level of production was not a no brainer, whatever you're starting him anyway. And then Richardson, I mean, it's just, it's quarterback. We're about to go in the bye weeks. There are all these other injuries you got to tend to like, just like having multiple quarterbacks is I think a tough ask in, in that format. Right. Yeah. This but just a terrible week though. I'm I'm not dropping a Chan any format, any league. Like I just, the, the running back is, I mean, we've talked about this. Running back is just such shit. There are so few running backs who like score points that you want to start that you just gotta you you just, you cannot. I don't think you can drop that guy. Now I don't. Did they say what his knee injury was? I just only heard knee injury. If it's like he's got a torn MCL and he's trying to rehab it or whatever, then I I reserve the right to change my mind about that. But assuming it is just like a you know an LCL sprain or whatever, should be fine. Yeah, that's a good question. I actually don't remember seeing what it was, uh, an actual like official designation. You know, it was kind of like the, the cup thing. Like we just never knew, right? <laughs> uh, no, dude, he's cup is retiring. They, I, th- I thought, I thought at halftime that was it. You know, I thought they, I thought he was going to come out, catch a couple passes, and then they were going to do the retirement ceremony at halftime. Is what I heard. Yeah, and you know, and I always my always my take was on the cup thing was like the Rams have shown us for multiple years, like from like the injury side, like they've been one of the most proactive teams. So like they were going to be, uh, they were just a team I had confidence handling the situation correctly. So yeah, yeah, I think that's accurate. All right, guys, we are going to get out of here. Make sure that you are checking out all the good stuff over at Sharp Football Analysis, and uh, I'll be back on Sunday night. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.